0: Alright, so this is the first episode of Small's Talks uh, in the studio recording tonight. I uh, was not expecting to drop anything for another month or so, but I strongly felt the need to speak on this subject um, just because incidents that have happened recently and uh, my buddy out here, K-Train, was nice enough to invite me to the studio to record. So he's going to be my first special guest and uh, we're just going to kick it off. Uh, this is gonna be talking mostly about survivors of abuse and sexual assault. So um, let's just jump right into this. Um, so the statistics, sorry, the statistics are apparently one in four women have been sexually assaulted, which is insane in my opinion. Like literally every female that I know has been, you know, attacked in one way or another. Um, and we just don't feel comfortable speaking about it, which is understandable, but also I want to dive a little deeper to figure out why that mentality is just embedded into us. And, um, I will probably start sharing with my story, but K-Train needs to introduce himself.
1: What's up guys? I'm, um, here helping Jen out with her podcast, no, yeah, and um, yeah, surprising topic, uh, not expected, but you know,
0: it's never. I know people are like, "What?"
1: I will uh, do my best to lend um, whatever assistance I can. Um, you know, if you are telling stories, I'll try to get details out, and we can dig into. Mm, it'll be fun. The issues.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. Um, I think that. It's mostly, like a, a a vicious cycle that starts off when you're younger. Like, for me, it was um, maybe me being, like, 7 or 8 or 9 or 10 years old, and it was my cousin, you know, me waking up to my cousin, doing whatever the fuck he was doing, and my mom not being home. And it, was, it happened often enough for me to be too scared to sleep at myself. So stuff like that, and I had no one to tell either, so it was something that I kept to myself and kind of dealt with it in my own way. I was a kid. I don't know. like, But I think that was a big issue for me because um, I never got to process it, you know. So I just grew up with that. And then...
1: Uh, Is it something that you kind of pretended didn't happen?
0: Yeah, I literally, I blocked it from my memory for until I was about 19, I believe. And... Um, my mom had called me to tell me or asked me why I wasn't going to his funeral because he had killed himself. And I was like, hi. as fuck off. I was like coked out, out of my mind. And I told her, first time I talked about it in years, and I told her everything that had happened. And she was like telling me to forgive him. And I was so bitter about it. You know, like it did affect a lot of my relationships. I wasn't close to anyone. I didn't have a connection with my family. And how old friends. were you then? I, when it had happened, um... I'm going to say from like 7 to like 8, 9, 10 years old.
1: And then how long before you talked about it to anyone?
0: Yeah, I was 19 then. Yeah, so I remember that day vividly. Um, so yeah, it did, it did affect a lot of my relationships. I just didn't feel the need to connect with anyone. Or I couldn't in that way. Because that lack of communication, I guess. And like the neglect I felt as a child kind of stayed with me too. And that's probably the reason why I think a lot of people or a lot of women or victims would rather push it away and forget about it instead of confronting it because then it's real and it's hard to admit it. Yeah.
1: Do you remember, like, before you talked about it, was it something that came to a boil and you had to or was it more like it unexpectedly came out of you
0: it unexpectedly came out of me it was like it I I think I kind of knew it was gonna happen just because it was the day before his funeral so I just got extremely fucked up and I had to say something you know like it was long enough and it just had not happen um but yeah, I mean, even after that, she was trying to get me to, like, forgive him. And I don't want to be bitter anymore. Like, I do want to let go of it. The first time around, um, when I had talked about this to other people, I told myself I wanted to kind of just, you know, feel it, be, you know, whatever, and then move on with my life and not carry on that negativity, which is what I'm trying to do now because I actually did confront whatever had happened, um... It, there's a big difference, I think, between confronting and also confronting something and like accepting it and just pushing it away. Mm.
1: Have you, uh, when you were dealing with it then or now, or or, you know, you you're you specifically bring up telling your mom about it? Is there, is that because, like, you know, she was supposed to protect you from that kind of thing, and that was the, like, the impetus for that to happen? Uh, I mean for you to for you to tell her first
0: i no honestly, I do think that um growing up after that or during that time and until that day that she called me and I told her, I was very upset at her for not being there um because she was my mom, you know, and you assume that's the person that's gonna keep you safe, and I feel like I did resent her for a long time um it's not her fault, obviously, but that's just how my brain wired itself. Um, and I think that is actually a problem with a lot of other victims too, where like they feel like they were abandoned or, you know, not, um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah. And telling my mom, um, I don't know why I did, but I just kind of had to let her know how, you know, fucked up my childhood was because of that, and I did not want to attend the funeral, and, like, I was not going to, and I kind of did it just to make her mad, I think, or make her feel bad, like I wanted her to feel bad, which was fucked up for me. I was, like, I was 19, you know, I didn't, I was being childish, and um, I feel, I do feel bad about that, but Um, that was just how I was coping with it, I guess, you know? Um, but like what you said about uh, me being like angry, like about telling my mom because she was supposed to be there, that's how it was, um, what happened with me the other week. Um, my friend had basically abandoned me and whatever happened had happened. Um, and the next day when I woke up, I was like texting him and then calling him and calling him. And all I could say was like, yo, you just left me here. Like and I was just so crazy upset and like I felt like, I guess like that feeling of betrayal or abandonment, I have no idea, but like all I could say was like you left me there, like I and I couldn't believe it. Like it was just so I guess that was just as bad as the incident itself, you know. You lose that trust component, which is really hard to get back.
1: So you you were saying you started off by talking about the statistics about people not talking about this. Yeah. And not just like you seem like you're – I mean, I wouldn't say past it. This isn't something anyone ever gets past because it's part of your life forever. Yeah. But you've at least taken the time to emotionally come to terms with it or deal with it or whatever, however that is, in whatever your journey is and whenever on your timeline yeah. it is. But is this – going back to that statistic, is there – Did you have opportunities when you were younger to say something and you didn't, and why?
0: Um, It's weird. Okay, so a lot of people say, like, it's, it's a good thing that I can, like, logically rationalize these situations and, like, compartmentalize them. And I'm like, I don't think that's normal because it was me growing up. And it was me on my own when I was growing up as a kid. So I had no one to tell. I couldn't tell my mom because she wouldn't believe me. I couldn't tell my siblings because, you know, what What are are they going to do about it? And like I couldn't even say it out loud, you know, because of how I didn't know what it was. I was a kid. So I just kept it to myself. And I don't know. I guess I just blocked it from my memory to get through past that. And that's how I coped with it, which was not the best idea at all but I mean it worked for me I mean I you know I grew up I got older I went to high school I had friends I had my first boyfriend like you know I got through it and um me being able to talk about it to like like a friend or like you know to other people is totally different than like actually doing something about it and like getting justice for it or like admitting it openly and um getting making sure that like you're you're not just letting it I mean like like I'm tired of letting people slide doing this shit to my friends to myself to just you know anyone in the world any victim at all um it's ridiculous like uh I was talking uh to the, like, the advocate lady when I was at the hospital doing the test. And um, she was just saying, like, yeah, like, you're really brave for being here because that, you know, that really happens. Like, no one, people would rather just push it away. And I'm glad that you're here and you recognize that what happened in your past and you're not saying anything, you learned from it and now you're here. And it's hard, but you are working through the steps to, you know, get past it. Which is, which was true, but also, um, I kind of had just gotten tired of it because of being like, men talking to me and dismissing my, um, what I had told them and kind of just like manipulating it and twisting my words to make it seem like it wasn't a big deal or that it was like, I was causing, like, I was just being dramatic and I was like, all right, bro, I'm good on this, (laughs) you know, so I had to yeah I had to um but it would have been easy it would have been easy for me to just forget about it um like i didn't it's it's just a crazy it's a crazy i don't know it's a crazy situation I don't know if you know anyone that's like been you know or has been um through any of that but they will tell you like you, it's like the hardest thing to talk about
1: yeah i do i do i know several people um I mean, you can't walk around this world without knowing people that no, have been definitely, through that. Yeah. So, for sure, um, and depending on the person, they're either willing to talk about it, or it comes out, you know, yeah. in, in times of stress, or or potentially they don't talk about it at all, and yeah. then you kind of, you know, the subject gets avoided, and then you go, something must have happened, but but you don't know, and of course, it's that's not something you dive into with. Unless it's invited, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's really, it, it. it is very interesting that that um, any form of abuse like that is extremely hard to talk about. Any form it's of like abuse, it's really. It's like,
0: it's hard for your brain to process, I think, because it's not supposed to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So, instead of confronting it, it's easier to just be like, all right, it didn't happen. You should
1: all right all right we're back quick cigarette break um one thing i was talking about that was unclear before that i think it's really important is two things one that this this is something that isn't just something that happened in your childhood it's happened bef- later than that and then very recently um some some uh form of assault and the um you were telling me the intimidating and terrifying process of going to the police and everything and a step-by-step might be really helpful for anyone that wants to uh, you yeah. know, come forward in their own lives and make sure that, that this shit doesn't go down.
0: Yeah, so that is the reason why I felt the urge to speak about this tonight because it happened last week and it was something that affected me so badly that I said fuck it. I need to actually do something about it this time around. So um, this is why I'm talking about it now. And yeah, it was probably the hardest thing I had to do to go to the police and stand there in front of them going through the whole entire night, step-by-step explaining it. But uh, yeah, so let's just jump into that. (laughs) Um, We had called... The police station. It was about like one in the morning, I think, when I grew the balls to, you know, go out there, and it was closed. So we were in the car waiting, and I'd fallen asleep. They showed up, you know, flashing the light on my face, and I came out of the car, and I'm standing there, just like in the cold, with two male police officers, um, and they're they're recording it, obviously, and they're asking me what had happened, and. And I'm telling them, and it's fine at first. I'm explaining from the beginning, and I, like, get deeper into it. And when I get to the point where I have to tell them exactly what had happened, it's like I choke, and I can't, like, the words just don't come out. And I can't explain why. Um, Where I can, like, talk to about it to, like, you know, a friend, or explain it to, like, anyone else. But standing there, just, I just couldn't even say it. And they had told me, like, you know, I can't put words in your mouth, and you're going to have to say it in your own words. And it just it just killed me. And the second that the police officer saw that, they called it in. And um, I remembered what uh, all, like, the, the dudes that I told had said to me, like, doubting me and telling me, you know, don't make it a big deal. And I was, like, just, like, fuck it. And I just went all in. You know, all the details were told and just dived into it and they couldn't deny it. Um, but it was rough. It was a lot of me crying and a lot of breaks. Um, it's not something that you would think, especially for someone like me, that's really outspoken and opinionated. And I feel like a strong, you know, minded female. If I just felt like really pathetic at that point, I don't know. why. um, I felt like, dumb that, like, saying it out loud, it felt stupid to for that to have happened. Which is probably why, you know, again, people don't want to talk about it. Um, so after that, when I had finished up the um, initial report, they escorted me to the hospital and brought me to this room called the safe place, which sounds fucking terrifying. It sounds something out of a horror film. I mean, I walk in. And it's obviously directed towards, like, younger kids. And I'm like, this is all fucked up. Like, it didn't make the night better. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, I was very uncomfortable. And I'm sitting there trying to not flip out. And um, it's it's just very, like, it's cold. And it's you feel kind of disconnected. Like, it's not actually happening. Or that's how it was for me anyway. It, like, it reached a point where I was just like, okay, I don't even know how I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it. And this, this lady came in, and I guess she was just like a sexual assault advocate. And I didn't want to talk to anyone, or I thought I didn't, but thank God for her because I don't know how the hell I would have gone through like six hours at the hospital with her um, or without her. <clears throat> yeah, so you, the nurse comes in. She questions you all over again about the entire situation, which I have to go through and explain one by one again. So that was probably the third time that night. Um, And each time it doesn't get easier. So prepare for that. (laughs) Um, But you're just there and you're kind of alone. And you have this person there trying to comfort you. And it's true. She was telling me, um, because this has happened to me in the past. But me finally being there in that seat, um, I was finally being brave and taking back my life um, and, like, trying to heal my, my spirit. Or she said that in in that type of way, which I think I really needed to hear because that is exactly what, you know, what had happened. Um, so <clears throat> uh, it's a, it was a lot of just, you know, like, waiting around and sitting um, for them to set up for the exam. And the exam itself, I walk into the room and it's like, there's just, like, posters of, like, it's, okay, it's, like, crazy as hell, like, I'm laying on the, the exam table, and I look up, and the first thing I see is, like, this poster of puppies wearing weird hats, and I'm, like, great, well, that's, I'm fucked for life now, like, are you kidding, like, you know what I mean, like, shit, son, like, that's not what I want to see, and it's just, like, I don't know, it's just, going to the doctor itself is just already fucked up, but just going through that entire exam, it's very uncomfortable, and it's very, um, it's just, like, cold, and it just—you just replay all that shit in your head, like, over and over. Um, and they, they all try to be very, like, calming and, like, warm and whatever, but it's just something that, like, you aren't okay with. And I went through it because I had to, even as much as I wanted to say, like, fuck it, stop, I want to go home. I finished the whole thing, and— I'm. Um, at the end of it, I was just like in tears, and I had to leave, and I just wanted to go home and shower, and like. But, at the end of it, like I honestly felt, like maybe, it didn't even make a difference. Like to be honest, like I was just like, what if, you know, nothing happens? They can't press charges, whatever the hell. Uh, so I didn't feel that much better. I slept a lot after that. Um, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to speak to anyone. And then I realized, like, yeah, I really did, I did it for myself. And I did take, I did, okay, I'm stuttering now because I can't speak. Um, the second I felt like I, outside forces were trying to, that had any control over me or in my decisions in my life and affecting my anxiety and my decision, you know, like, making me stay, like, me, me being scared to, like, be around people or go out, like, that second I felt that. I was like, enough is enough, and I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm not letting this affect me any more than it should, and that's why I wanted to speak on it because, like, I've heard it so many times before from my friends, from family, and like, I think if you just know, you're not alone in any of this at all, even though you might feel like as shitty as it feels, honestly. You, if you speak about it and you do something about it, you will feel 10 times better than just brushing it under the rug because it'll always be there. And for me, it'll still always be there for the rest of my life. But at least I know I took the steps to take back what was mine, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. You mentioned something to me earlier when we were talking about it that, um, uh, that you felt like during the interview, one of the interviews that someone was twisting your words and making you kind of feel like, like, uh, that you should stop, you know, reporting yeah. it or whatever. So, and I'm just curious about when in the process was that, was it the, like the, uh, the first responders or was it back when you so were in the hospital? It
0: was, it was with the police officers because, um, and at the end of it, they were like, okay, so we have to ask you these certain questions and they might sound stupid, but it's just questions we have to ask. And they were very basic questions. But um, it kind of made me a little uncomfortable where I felt, I felt dumb. Like, I was like, yeah, maybe it was like my, you know, like, I my fault. that Or not my fault, but like, you know, like, this is like, I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't, like, I can't do this. And like, I don't want to go to the hospital after this. I don't, I, I can't be Like, I just, it was just embarrassing. I guess I, I, you feel kind of like trapped, you know, or yeah, you feel like trash, I guess. And it was just... Questions. Do you remember
1: the specific questions?
0: Yeah, questions like, oh, like, okay, so was he erect? Um, you know, did he penetrate, like, your vaginal area or, like, whatever? And, like, and just, like, these these very basic questions. And it was just, like, oh, like, so, you know, you don't know his name. Like, you know, and it was just, like, things that were... I was thinking, like, wow, like, I could have just had been home that night. You know, you know like, things that make you think, like, fuck, like... oh um so yeah that's why I felt like dude like I just want to go home like I don't want to deal with this like it is it's it seems so it seemed so um What's the word I didn't I don't want to like belittle it because it is a big deal but they made it seem like it was just like something that happens I guess I don't know like it like felt, a day job. For them. Yeah. Really mean, like, it is their day it job. It is, yeah. And I, get, and I totally get that. And I understand that. And I wanted – I preferred them talking to me like that. But also I was like, I can't do this anymore, you know. Um, but I had to keep doing that again. I had to do it again at the hospital. I had to keep it, you know, shut off the emotion and just go through it. And it's not something easy to do. And it's like even today I was talking to someone who was going through some stuff, uh, like an emotional issue – And I understood it and I just, she wasn't comfortable talking about it. And I, I think that just people need to know it's okay to feel fucked up about it and feel shitty about it. And it's okay that this has happened to you, but you're the victim and you did nothing wrong and just don't, don't shy away from it because that's just losing a little piece of yourself, I think. Um.
1: So, what was the reason that this event you decided to go forward and report, et cetera, and you mentioned you'd had several other events that happened to you that were equally as t- t- horrible um you didn't describe them in detail or anything, and you don't certainly don't have to but um you know what was the what was the difference that finally you as as you said finally, I decided to come forward
0: so this time around um as bad as bad as like you know me growing up with that and dealing with it alone and all the other times the two other times I had to deal with it alone um I thought that I had handled it which I didn't um but this time around it was it was so traumatic to the point where um when I had told people that or I confided in people that I thought I could trust to believe me and they made it seem like I was being dramatic or I was um I I was maybe like imagining or like not thinking it straight or kind of just talking to me like talking down to me like in a condescending way and like the second I heard um you know the friend that gave me the ride home was like oh don't think about it it'll just make it worse or um fuck what else did they say someone said something dumb as shit and I was just like that like the second I heard that I was like you know what like no this is not okay like, you can't take advantage of someone that's unconscious, that's not consent. And I'm tired of hearing stories like that. And these predators need to be held accountable, you know? And I need to—if it's any person, I should be able to go and speak on it because that's my voice and that's my power. And I felt that the second that I was too scared to go to the police and I was too scared to confront it and I was too scared to do all of that, when I told myself I would, I was so upset at myself that I had just I couldn't not— do it because I'm not gonna let any motherfucker that you know the scumbag take control of my life at all. Like that's just not that's not okay with me. And I wish more victims would feel safer to speak about it and not be scared. It is shitty. It's fucking awful and I get it. I get it now honestly I do. Um but you are Taking back control when you are when you when you confront it and you, you know, try to get justice from it, you are honestly taking back what in your life. Yeah. To say the least. And like it isn't gonna happen overnight, just saying.
1: So what do you think holds people back mainly?
0: Um, it's it's weird. I was talking to um my friend about it. When they were asking me, like, like, why were you scared to, and I can't pinpoint the fear or why the anxiety was happening, but it's like this consuming, like, is it's like this fight or flight, and it's just saying, like, it's just like, I, I can't, I can't, I, I, I know if you've like, been, if you've been through it, you know what I'm talking about. It's just like this, like, this fucked up fear. And I don't know what you're scared of. I don't know what I'm scared of, but I'm just terrified. And that might be the feeling of what had happened. Like, I'm reliving it in my head. Or it's just, like, it's so insanely, like, I just can't explain it. It's crazy. I wish I could pinpoint it. Like, I was thinking about it for a while, um, why I didn't want to speak on it. And I think because maybe if I did, it would be true and it would be real. And then I would have to deal with it, which is, you know, harder than just saying, all right, it happened, brush it on the rug, and go on with my life. You know what I mean? Like, that's, which is what I had done the past 27 years of my fucking life.
1: So you think you, even being the victim, talking about it, makes it like you're accountable for it, even though it's not something you caused. But like, there's almost like you telling other people, those other people now know that thing which in a way I mean I would say that kind of makes things more real yeah for everyone anything yeah like when you tell someone something it kind of makes it more real because it's in the world
0: and it's and it's weird that I can tell certain people and feel okay and then there are people where I just can't even bring myself to think about the situation or whatever had happened like when I was talking to the cops I was like don't make me say it dude like really like that was so goddamn hard like um it does it does make it real when you talk about it like you know with when I was talking with like uh, my friend about it nonstop I've you know like it's and my roommate too and everything and they're very understanding and it's nice to have people like that but then when you have people that are like that question it and doubt you and like that's fucked up and it makes you think like yo fuck it like I'm just gonna keep it to myself then and then you just live with it and you know, you get through life fine, but it's still not, you're not really living life. And like, that's what I wanted to say earlier too. Like I had gotten over it and I, you know, I grew up and I made friends and I went through high school and I partied and I had fun, but it's like, I wasn't fully there and fully, like I didn't have full connections with people and like friends and my family. And like, I might've had like my first boyfriend and everything, but I wasn't fully like myself, I think ever, which had affected a lot of my relationships.
1: Do you think that when either you've been through this in the past or the, or this time or whatever, uh-huh. um, do you think that uh you said there's several times, several people you've spoken to, whether it was a Simpson or others that made you feel like um like they didn't believe it or that there was some other angle or some mm. some thing, right? They're trying to rationalize yeah. it or something. Yeah. And do you think that um that you kind of had the idea that that was a thing you were going to encounter and that's, that's one of the reasons you didn't want to bring it up in the first place. And then I'm curious about your experience with that, like specifics on what was it like to tell someone and what were the responses that were kind of like blasé and, um, you know, like yeah, so, explaining. And... Um,
0: it's always in the back of your head that when you tell someone, they're, they're going to flip it on you and they're going to, you know, manipulate your words and make you like think maybe you remembered it wrong. And that's always a possibility. And that's why I didn't want to tell a lot of people. Um, but when that did happen to me, I would shut, I cut those people off completely. I had no problem doing that. Um, when it had happened recently, um, actually, or the one time before the recent one, everyone that I had told, um, I was surrounded by a lot of good people that had believed me, and was there for me, and were supportive, and wanted me to go to the police, and when I told myself I would, I last minute backed out, and I didn't, and I thought that I was okay with the way I handled it, but I wasn't, (laughs) and you know, you really aren't until you take that, those steps forward as hard as it fucking is, like, I, I was crying the whole the whole time it was maybe like how many hours like from like one to like eight in the morning I was crying on and off the whole time but I was doing it and she was like you know you're so you're so you know you're so brave and like I'm proud of you for doing this and I was like I feel like I feel pathetic as hell like I'm sitting in this couch next to like this hello kitty pillow like what am I doing here and like and I'm just like sobbing my eyes out and she was like no you just being in that chair like is more than a lot of people can do and I guess she was right, and, um, I didn't think about it until later on, but that did make me feel better, you know, like, that I did grow a sack and finally fucking say, fuck this, it's not okay, it wasn't okay in the past, and it's not gonna be okay again, um, I hope that, like, you know, me being as, like, I wish I could be a little more explicit, but I think it's a little too much for the, uh, interwebs, um, (laughs) But, yeah, just you shouldn't feel too bad about talking about it. I mean, it's not your fault. You're not the victim. And you're just not alone in it, you know, which I think is a big issue.
1: Were you offered resources uh, in order to be able to share with other survivors of um, abuse and
0: it, I yeah I was so they had given me um, a bunch of phone numbers of places that I could call to talk about my feelings and if I wanted to you know help out and volunteer I could do that too and when I was talking to the advocate I was like dude thank God for this lady man and if she wasn't here honestly I would just have been sitting there like what am I like, I probably would have left like I'm not gonna lie but um yeah I think after that happened being in the hospital and doing that exam and speaking to her I do want to be a little more active in helping out, like you know, survivors of sexual assault or abuse, because it's just so it's so hard. And like, if you haven't been through it, you it you can't talk to someone that that like doesn't understand that like type of um, trauma. I guess talking um, about.
1: So. <laughs> today's episode has been about.
0: I can't believe it's my first episode ever. Yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty. I'm cool. I'm very proud of myself. Um, if it sounds bad, I don't care because like it was my first try. So fuck you guys, but thanks for listening though.
1: Way to insult the audience. <laughs> no, I F- love you guys. One. Honestly,
0: I appreciate the support and I love you guys. Um, I'm trying my best. Bear with me.
1: Okay. All right. So uh, back <laughs> to the topic at hand. All right. Let's which go. is um, sexual abuse, assault, yeah. etc. And we were talking about the system, going through the system, getting, having interviewed by the police and all Mm. that experience and like giving. So, uh, I mean, that's something we talked about you putting in this so that anyone listening who's been through it, but hasn't gone forward really knows what to expect. Yeah. Um, You know, the time and whatever, like it seems daunting and scary, but it's worth it. Yes. Um, I mean, at least where you're at. And I think for anyone, like if you are wronged, you, you need the police, you go to the police, right? All right. So, but the one thing I was curious about, because, you know, this isn't this isn't something that has happened to me. I've known people, but like yeah. on various levels of knowing. So I am I'm, yeah. I'm totally kinda an outsider on this no, topic. Yeah. Um
0: No, but thank you for honestly, like I appreciate this.
1: Of course. So systems in place that we have for dealing with this, um, let's talk about it on a like like a institutional level first, like literally the police, the hospital, et cetera. Okay. Like, how did you feel like that worked? Like, is that something that works? Is that something that's broken? Is that something that needs
0: improvement? I think that it's something that definitely needs improvement. Um, but I can understand why it's like that. But at the same time, you don't feel reassured. You don't feel like you're safe. You don't feel like it's, you know, It's called the safe place, and it's ironic because you don't feel like everything. It's okay. Like, first off, speaking to the cops, that was already hard enough to get a hold of them and figure out where to go, and then doing that, it was like. Can I jump
1: in with a question? So, when you decided you were going to call the cops, what was the time it took between contacting them and having someone to talk to?
0: Okay, so. They did tell us, I called, and they told us they closed at 8 p.m., but we could call and wait for an officer that was available to show up. We got there maybe, like, 1, 2 in the morning. They did not show up until maybe, like, a good, um, maybe two hours later. I was passed out in the car. Um, I understand that, I guess, but also that was kind of fucked up, too, like, to wake up to, like, lights flashing in my face, and then all these questions instantly, you know, and me having to speak about it. That wasn't pleasant i was standing outside the police station freezing um cars were driving by like it wasn't exactly the best you know you know area for me to be speaking on it but you know i did what i had to do and like i said the system like it took me so long to just figure out what the fuck i had to do in the first place you know and i think that's why them making it so difficult is why people don't want to take action
1: so ultimately if there was like a step-by-step what if something like this happens to you, what you have to do you have to file a police report yes. with an officer. So that means either at the station. At
0: the station or, or call them or
1: call them and have someone respond. Yeah. So um and so my guess and I this is this is something that like obviously uh people go through all over the yeah. world and country or whatever. Um my guess is that the response time or whatever it is really gonna be specific depending on mm, where you're at and
0: um I think that know. if I had called if I had called where I was it would have been quick and but I didn't I didn't think that you know, but I had waited. Um, you have a five day period to take the rape exam. Um, that so that's you know one thing. Um, uh, call, going to the station would have been smart if I went during open hours. You know that might have been better, but it's still very it's still very intimidating and it's still very. They make it very systematic. Which is fine and I understand why, but it's it makes you feel kind of like not a person.
1: Right. I mean it's
0: i like the, there's
1: it's, so many I, yeah. I'm guessing there's so many protocols that yeah. it becomes about
0: taking those the emotion protocols, out of it, which is good. Right? Like,
1: yeah. and then you are no it's not personalized. Yeah,
0: it's not. Which is good. Um there was one point where or I told you, I think I mentioned earlier when I said like, when the friend was just like, forget about it. It'll just make it worse. That's when I instantly, when I told the cops that I shut down completely. And I was like, all right, let's, let's get the shit done. Like I'm ready to go.
1: (laughs) Okay. So on a broader question, how do you feel, you know, and anyone, anyone has an opinion about this, that the systems we have in place like, that we've all decided upon as a society, mm-hmm. like outside of the law, outside of the reporting, outside of all that. Like, what do you think? Like, how are we doing? Like, I
0: think it's so ridiculously fucked up. And it's so, they make it so difficult because I feel like men were in charge of these decisions to make it like easy for women to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I can just, you know, drop it and let it go. I mean, I'm not. I could be wrong, but also it's like the way that it's set up that you have to go through this and this and this and this and this, it's easier to say fuck it and then let it slide and have that predator get away and not be held accountable and then just live with it for the rest of your life. And it's so fucked up. Like, I think that, you know, maybe it should just, the steps should be different and maybe like have a woman officer, you know, if you're more comfortable with that or you like, just try to I mean, like, I know that they have to take the emotion out of it but someone dealing with that trauma and being that kind of fucked up you need to be like empathetic and understanding to the point where like they aren't processing and they aren't even really there to be honest um and I think they get frustrated at times and like I even caught myself apologizing for like crying and I'm like why am I saying sorry like that not my problem um yeah it's it's a really it's it's a it's a system that is is that makes it fair and like you know justifiable but also I think that it could be a lot more um a lot more what word do I want to use a lot more reassuring for the victim to feel safe and able to open up without fear of like um, I might be just drifting, but I think you know where I'm going with this. Um,
1: yeah. Do you think that that reassurance, that like um, that kind of positive um, gesture to want like the story eating? is something that we should like try to have more in our regular life?
0: Like, you know how doctors have to practice like bedside manners? I think when it comes to that those situations, they definitely should be a little more... Um, empathetic, a little more, um, not, I'm not going to say warm, but just a little less robotic about it. But I guess that is their job. I mean, I don't know, like, if it was me, well, maybe that's why I'm not a cop or a therapist or any of those things. But, you know, um, I think that if they had, if they tried a different, you know, maneuver to make the victim feel just a little more comfortable a little safer a little like okay to open up without you know like that it's like talking to kind of like a wall and then you hear yourself and then it's like just replaying i don't know it's hard to explain it's just very it makes
1: sense yeah. i I'm, I'm guessing that for especially pe- people in like a uh, not Doctors, uh, but everyone else involved, or, or not counselors.
0: Yeah. Um, the counselor was great. I don't yes, what I'm saying.
1: I'm, I bet that there's like uh, manda- some kind of mandatory training. I mean, yeah. I hope there is. If there's not, think, for, yeah, yeah. for bedside manner True. and that kind of thing. But again, they are weighing they that are. with all the mandatory training for like literally every other yeah. situation. So yeah. I think
0: I understand why.
1: Yeah, yeah. You. I mean, it's clear. But I also agree that like that should be high on the priority list if, yeah. in, in that kind of a call. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, them even seeing me struggling to explain what happened um, and just standing there staring at me was very difficult. I was, like, kind of like, I need a second. Maybe don't stare at me while I'm trying to gather myself. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like they were just, like, looking at me to see if I was, like, making it up. Or maybe I'm just being paranoid. But the second that they saw me, like, choke up and tear up, they were like, yeah, I'm going to call it in. And I was like... Why would anyone lie? And I know that maybe it's happened before, but it's like it's it is a very fuck. I think it's a really, it's a system that could be worked on definitely. Um,
1: it is very interesting that you uh, mentioned that um, they called it in only after you. Yeah, cried. yeah. Like I,
0: I, right. it was a so, good twenty minutes of me talking, and when it got to the point. Where, um,
1: and in the sorry, in I the broke, 20 minutes, did you, you obviously described it? I described it and I, and I talked
0: it through. They, I answered all their questions, I went through all of it. But the second where it had hit me and I broke down, that's when the other officer was like, All right, I'm gonna call it in. And I was like, Okay, so I had to fucking, you know, start sobbing in front of you guys for you to believe that, you know, maybe something ha- might have happened. And I was, this is just crazy. Um,
1: did you feel that it was a shift in belief at that moment?
0: I did at that moment. I did. Um, at first, it it felt like very just... Like, they were questioning me, and that's fine. And then when they said they were going to call in, I was like, okay, thank you, you know? And they had asked me to, like, do you want him to be arrested? And I remember answering I, I, through my, like, sobbing tears. I was like, I don't think it was malicious. It also was fucked up, and it wasn't right. But, yeah, I, like, I do want something to be done. I just don't know. Like, it's hard to... Be like, but you also, um, you. I read about it. You aren't the person to press charges. The judge makes that decision. So I don't even get to make that decision. Which, you know, that's that's fine with me because I don't feel comfortable ruining someone's life, even though they fucking did something that's like really unforgivable. Um, yeah, it, it was weird.
1: I think, and I may be wrong. So you know, but I think the. Process. I think you're right that the prosecutor, the city prosecutor, or whatever, has yeah. to bring the charges. Yeah. Um, then you would potentially have a civil suit if you wanted. Yeah. After right. the fact, that that's separate. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Like, and I think about that, and I'm like, do I want to go through with that? And like, I have to, you know, like I have to, I have to go through with that. And it's fucking hard, you know. Like, I just be like, yeah, if I do have to go to court and handle all of that, I'm gonna do it. Like. I've been this far, like, if I can do that, fucking I can do anything, honestly. Shit. But, yeah, so, um, I do have to follow up, see what's going on with that. um, the friend that I was with said that he would also, you know, be there to uh, go and report for me too, like, so I do have, like, you know, witnesses and people there, so, you know, it might be easier, but at the same time, it's still not something, like, anyone wants to deal with at the end of the day no of course i mean you yeah. have to relive events in front yeah. of uh, Jesus Christ. a bunch so of strangers in the past goddamn week yeah good times all right <laughs> maybe i should cut that out mm.
1: is there anything we've we've missed that um, you want to cover
0: i feel like i can't even remember anything that i talked about but i did want to get this out today just because um I do understand how hard it is and I do understand that as shitty as it is and how um, alone (coughs) that you feel, um, you shouldn't be scared to talk about it. Uh, When I was at the hospital in the waiting room, I had the advocate talking to me and she had given me numbers, uh, like, you know, emergency hotlines and like a number I could call just to talk to and it could be fully anonymous um, and I don't even have to say my name or anything. I could just call at like three in the morning and be like, okay, I'm sad. And that's it. And, um, honestly, that was very helpful for me for her being there just to listen to me, um, you know, either cry or like joke around or just be there and have that, that warmth, that presence that, you know, I was talking about that reassurance. Um, so, I mean, for anyone that, has gone through this, is going through this, you know, has been holding on to this, don't, don't let it take control of your life, I mean, you are better than what has happened to you, and, um, yeah, just, (laughs) it's hard to, um, get what I, my point across, really, like, just fucking, like, be a, boss-ass bitch and fucking, you know, take back your power, and if that means, you know, calling a hotline and talking about it to take those first steps, you should really do it, like, it doesn't hurt to have someone listen to you at all, and, um, I guess just end point, don't let it take over your life, because it's not worth it whatsoever,